Uh, on the phone right now, Dan Stein from FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Uh, you can hit them up on their website and follow along at FAIRUS, F-A-I-R-U-S dot org. That's FAIRUS.org. Dan, thanks a lot for the time this morning. I appreciate it. Good to be with you. Uh, we've been talking about this for some time now on your uh, website this morning. I've been going through um, uh, what caught my eye was how the president is doing, about uh, President Trump keeping his promises. Um, and, and so I went through each of the little things here that you have, building the wall, uh, ending the catch and release programs and everything. It looks as though you're okay with how the president's doing. Most things you have marked as either in progress or at least initiated so far. Are you happy with what President Trump has done on the immigration problem? Uh, well, of course, it's been almost maybe 80, 90 years since we had a president who was actually forcefully working on <clears throat> immigration, uh, border control, immigration enforcement, and actually proactively working to reduce overall immigration. You've got to go back probably to almost Teddy Roosevelt, candidly, maybe Franklin Roosevelt, mm -hmm. and also in conjunction with having what should be at least a sympathetic Congress. What they've done administratively has been beneficial. The Trump administration has carried out a lot of the things he promised, and that's tracked on our website, ending catch and release, uh, tightening up uh, on border security, things that he could do, can do unilaterally through executive action or rule changes he's been doing. There have been some areas where he hasn't really quite delivered. One of them is on the, the foreign worker abuses. We haven't seen the kind of leadership there we were hoping. Um, and, of course, in other areas, they've been challenged in court by the ACLU and others. Right. And they've done a reasonably good job in defending their positions in court. But, uh, again, the politicized nature of the courts and the way these decisions are breaking down show that, uh, you know, immigration has really entered the, the world of power politics because well, so many of these circuit court decisions are divided along party lines. Yeah. Now, and, and to be fair, the administration seems to be doing what they promised they would do. What's your faith like in whether or not the Republicans uh, in both the House and the Senate will do what you want them to do also? Do you have any faith at all that these guys who are, you know, looking over their shoulder about getting reelected and everything are going to uh, are you going to be able to hold their feet to the fire when it comes time to actually do a vote? Or are we going to be looking at a lot of executive actions? Well, clearly the Democrats are in a what they call non-cooperation mode. They do not want to see Trump sign a bill in the Rose Garden, even if it included some kind of extended relief for the so-called DACA class. They mm -hmm. don't want him to get money for the wall. They don't want him to defund sanctuary cities. They don't want him to tighten up on asylum and the other and the other loopholes that the administration is pushing for. And more importantly, they don't, for whatever reason, the Democrats are emotionally committed to the concept of chain migration, meaning that immigrants who come get to bring relatives who in turn bring relatives. Right. And Trump has said, we've got to end that. You know, we've got to move to the modern world. And if you bring an immigrant in, they can bring spouse and minor children. When it comes to married adult brothers and sisters and uncles, and they, forget it. And the Democrats are so wedded to trying to re-engineer the demographics of the electric electorate, they're, they're, they're basically willing to fall on a sword, even sacrifice the opportunity to, to regularize the DACA people. Uh, because they're so wedded to this exponential growth multiplier of chain migration. It's very hard to get cooperation. And then you have these Republicans in Congress, people like Jeff Flake and, 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 uh, and uh, John McCain, and people like that who've just been way out of touch with the base of the party and who position themselves to align with the multinationals who want to use immigration to reduce labor costs. It doesn't mean there aren't immigrants who come who expand our productive potential or who bring talent and skills, 
but the vast majority of immigrants who come in are, are substitutes for American labor, so it winds up holding down wages for everybody. And they well, are, is, it, know, is, is there a money. way, though, that and, and that being the case, and we know it is, and we're always told, you know, the big, uh, the big canard is, well, they're doing jobs that Americans won't do. They're the ones who are doing all the jobs that Americans refuse to do. Uh, but if that's the case, are we not going after the corporations then hard enough? Are we not going after the Doles and the ConAgras and all these other companies that are using illegal aliens? Why aren't we fining them huge amounts of money then so that they'll stop doing it? Well, I mean, fortunately, this administration is doing more in that area of worksite enforcement. The major provision that needs to be passed in Congress is to mandate this, this program called E-Verify mm-hmm. to verify an alien's work authorization in the U.S. before the person's hired. There's no question about it. Illegal immigration is about labor subordination. You know, if you can condition somebody to believe they're always going to be working in an exploited condition their whole life, they're willing to accept arbitrary wages and working conditions. It's a powerful force. Employers want access. And if they can't get those illegally here, then they want these these long-term guest worker programs that function pretty much the same way. And big agriculture has historically been a huge problem. Every time you want to get border security or worksite enforcement, E-Verify, agriculture has a tremendous amount of clout, and we're trying to move some bills to the House now, the Goodlad bill in the House. He's the mm-hmm. chairman of the Judiciary Committee. You know, people like McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy in the leadership, he represents big agriculture in Canada and California. Very, it's, 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 you, the, the politics of immigration seems simple, simple where the American citizen says, look, I'm an American, our borders should be secured, people coming illegally should be found and removed if they're here, they shouldn't be allowed to stay. It all seems very simple. But you get down to the dynamics of what happens politically, and it's this diabolical coalition between some of these business groups and the, and the left. The left wants more political power, and the business wants cheap labor, and they work in coalition. And that's what you saw last week in the Senate when the administration's framework of, of reducing illegal immigration, getting rid of the lottery, eliminate chain migration, improve enforcement, fund the wall, and all those things was defeated by a coalition of, of moderate business-oriented Republicans and most of the Democrats. All right. We're talking with Dan Stein from FAIR, fairus.org, if you need more information. Dan Stein, the president of FAIR, fairus.org, is on with us this morning. We're talking about immigration reform uh, and whether or not the president's being successful at it. He seems to be getting things moving. The administration does, at least. But you've got some rhinos who are holding on for dear life. And, of course, the Democrats are unwilling at this point to do anything. Um, does FAIR see this as a uh, – is this a political battle for you guys or a, or a security battle or a moral battle? Where does it fall in all of this? Well, our basic objective is to ensure that all immigrants are legal and that the numbers coming in actually help the country and don't overwhelm it. Mm-hmm. And, and so that really means bringing the levels down to our traditional levels of about 300,000 a year. And, okay. you know, the levels coming in today – really outdistance out it. We've been working on this for about 40 years. And over time, it's become very clear that uh, when the Democrats lost their manufacturing base, the unions that made up a bulk of the Democratic Party from Sam Gompers on, all those trade agreements in the 90s destroyed the labor base of the Democratic Party, so they're looking for new constituencies. So the Democrats, who always used to be strong on border control and protecting American workers and ensuring worksite enforcement, suddenly became very weak starting about 2005, 2006, and decided to move toward using immigration to, to develop a new constituency. The Republicans haven't changed that much. There's always been that split between the base of the party 
and the business wing. Right. And, you know, immigration decisions really make the difference on whether we're going to be a country of 400 million people in, in, by 2050 or a billion people by 2100. We, those, because of the multiplier effects of immigration and infertility after people get here, we don't have. If you look at some of the proposals that were in the Senate last, last week, I mean, we don't have the transportation infrastructure, the roads, the schools, how to handle the kind of population increase that was implied by the Schumer uh, 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 Collins rounds bill, the amendment that was on the floor of the Senate. They're talking about major, major increases in overall immigration at a time when, you know, although our labor market allegedly is uh, the unemployment rate is allegedly low mm-hmm. we feel that there's a lot of americans who could be brought back into the labor force if wages were improved and employers had the incentive so well and the jobs about, out there are totally different too i mean we've talked about this a number of times on the air just in the last week the jobs that are out there are skilled jobs jobs that the kids in high school right now our kids american kids uh need to be trained for specifically these aren't you know the eleven dollar an hour jobs, the, the you know the service jobs. We're talking about jobs that in, in involve computers and robotics and and things that require real skills. These aren't jobs that the immigrants who are coming across the border are ready to step into at this point either. Well, yeah, but also, I mean, we, we want to ensure American workers compete on equal terms in a labor fair labor market. Why is it that countries like Japan, North South Korea, rather South Korea, China, India? They're, they're advancing innovation, technology, mm-hmm. without massive de- reliance on foreign workers. But, but U.S. corporations are claiming that without this reliance on foreign workers, they can't find people who are adequately trained, for example, in STEM fields. Well, I've got a grandson who's building you know, robots at six years old, but I don't see any effort in the educational system to identify him and track him, particularly at this point. Right. I know he's only six, but the point is, <laughs> that's what, but that's what happens in these other countries. That's what has to happen, yeah. Yeah, and we have a number of we have a number of very successful STEM groups just here in town. We have award-winning STEM groups in our high schools. But you're right; no one is identifying those kids uh, as being necessary for the future of of that kind of work in this country. It, it, uh, what would you like to see happen, other than you know the wall put up and immigration numbers go back down? What do you want to see happen to the folks that are here already? Because there's a local guy. Obviously, every city has their story of an immigrant who, you know, came as a child or whatever uh, and is going to be sent back, um, and it's a heartrending story. We have one about a young German uh, gentleman, and I know there's one up in Michigan about a guy uh, from Mexico who was just sent back after 40 years. So we see a lot of these, and there's an equal number of stories about crimes being committed by illegal aliens. What do you want to see happen to the kids who were brought here who are no longer kids but are still here illegally? Well, I mean, we look at this thing from in terms of continuity. I mean, all of us have compassion. We care about people. It's, immigration involves people, and people who were brought here when they were young, you know, deserve certain special consideration. But at the same time, we also learn from the, la- the lessons of the past. So in 1986, you know, there was a big amnesty and the future promise of enforcement. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the reasons why legislation isn't passing is the American people wised up. And they said, look, as Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. The, the priority of Congress should be to first legislatively enact what Donald Trump promised the American people through the course of an extended campaign where immigration was a major pillar of his whole campaign. Right. You get that done, then you get to the question of, okay, we're going to grandfather in some folks. Okay, after we fix chain migration and have interior enforcement ramped up, let's look at some of the most deserving people 
We'll consider some kind of approach for that. But that's really, you can't start with that question. And, you know, the Democrats and some Republicans want to start with the question, what do you do with the people here now? Proper reform starts by saying, how do we get in this mess? Why are they now 11, 12 million people here illegally again? Why are there visa overstayers who never have to leave? So you identify the problems that ultimately produce the situation you're in. Fix those problems first. Okay, not, not simultaneously or not, you know, let the Democrats throw a few billion dollars of our money at, a, at in, ineffective border control right. and then get another amnesty. So, you know, we're really starting with the wrong question. All right. FairUS.org is the website. Listen, when uh, Congress finally does have something in front of them uh, that they want to sign and debate, we'll, uh, we'll get you back on with us, Dan, all right? Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. it. FairUS.org if you need more information. 